welcome to the, I guess, the last in a string of basketball-related uh, Oklahoma drills. Um, not to say this will be the last one we ever do, but we will be back to football actually pretty soon because uh, we have the spring game coming up. But it's uh, Ryan here with Alex and Sam, and we're going to talk about what the NBA's been up to the last week because it's been pretty wild. Where, where, are we, where are we starting? So we're going to start in the city of Los Angeles. Um, the Clippers, ah. baby. Yeah. In so, the playoffs. I think it cannot be overstated how good a job Doc Rivers did this year coaching. I'm just kidding. This is stupid. Nobody cares. Magic Johnson did a thing. He quit. He's not going to be there, in his words. Yeah, he's not going to be there. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to be there. Yeah. It, oh, was, it was one of the most incredible just oh, sports man. things I've ever seen. Like I, It happened so quickly for everybody. Right. Um, Out of the blue, completely. Yeah. Including maybe Magic. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure Magic knew he was gonna do that when he woke up that day. I'm yeah. honestly not sure. Yeah, um, Jeannie Buss certainly didn't know. Rob Palinka <laughs> certainly didn't know. Um, Luke Walton, LeBron. who was gonna get fired, didn't yeah. know. Bill Walton, <laughs> who showed up to watch his son's last game, didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible! Incredible! Yeah, um, just <sighs> astonishing. Like. I mean, it's not just the fact that he quit. Like, obviously, I mean, the man was not good at his job. And I think that they're honestly, if we're being serious for just one second, I don't know whether or not to give Magic Johnson credit for being able to evaluate himself and see that he was not (laughs) right for this job and quit without digging a bigger hole than he had already dug. Like, I think that in a way is admirable because I know there are plenty of people in his position that would not do that. Yeah. Um, but I also don't know if that's why he quit. I think yeah, he might have just thing. quit I because think... he just didn't want to do it. You know, it yeah. was just like, I, I don't like this, you know? Yeah. I certainly think that, yeah, having the recognition that you weren't, like you aren't right for this position and you're going to do more harm than good is an admirable thing to do. But yeah, I really don't know if that accurately describes Magic's thought process here. I really, really think there's a degree to which he... Um, and this is something Bill Plaschke gave him uh, just an unceasing amount of hate for uh, on Pardon the Interruption the next day. Uh, just decided it was going to be hard and that he didn't need to do it because he's Magic Johnson. Which, by the way, is also fine. Yeah, yeah. What, what I really didn't get was, you know, in his, he said his reasoning for it was he just wasn't having fun anymore. And I'm wondering at what points he was having fun. Like, was getting rid of D'Angelo Russell because he was not a leader, he was too immature at 19 years old. Like, was that part fun for him? I'm just wondering what parts he did have fun with, or if it was just the... Yeah recruiting of LeBron who was coming there anyway, if that was the right. part. 
I, I would say that there's a degree to which it is fun to be the president of basketball operations of the oh, Los I'm, Angeles I'm, Lakers. I'm playing my league Magic on 2K Johnson. as we speak, so I mean, I know it's fun. Yeah, no, there's, like, it is being, like, having that prestige, having that, like, level of authority, um, being LeBron James's boss, all of these things sound like things that could be very fun. But I think what, what Magic realizes is that ultimately... He's Magic Johnson, and so the city of Los Angeles, like, isn't going to love him more or less, like, unless he ruins this, right? I think there was certain, that was maybe an aspect of it, was his recognition of, like, oh, crap, if, uh, if I screw this up, then people will not remember Magic Johnson, hero of the Showtime dynasty, like, they are going to remember Magic Johnson, he wasted LeBron's prime. Right. Well, and I think a certain amount of it is that I think the job was just so much harder than he thought it would be. And I think the main reason for that is, honestly, I think he thought that in a year he would have Paul George and LeBron and that that would kind of solve every problem that you could have. Because, I mean, LeBron and Paul George, that's a pretty amazing front court to build around. and. Your job is pretty easy at that point. It's fill out around these two superstars, you know, but not getting Paul George, not even getting a meeting with Paul George. I think that really had an impact and not just that, but you're going from not getting a meeting with Paul George. Yeah, you get LeBron. And I think, you know, he was kind of rolling over into this summer thinking that, oh, well, we'll get somebody. And I think the intel is at this point that, None of those guys are really that interested in the Lakers, you know, like Kawhi. Yeah. At best, they're the second option for a lot of different guys. And that's like best case scenario. I'm probably not even second for most of them, you know. So the Lakers might have been staring at a situation where a good turnout for this summer would be that they get like Kimba Walker, Jimmy Butler. And that's not really what they were going for when Magic took the job. So I think that there is a reason for concern if you're like a Lakers fan or whatever. Um, and that because I don't think if if Magic Johnson knew that they led for Kevin Durant or Kawhi Leonard, can you really see him leaving right now? Like, yeah. even if he didn't yeah. love what he was doing, he would know that what he has done, the minimal effort that he's put into this job, he would think, hey, it's working. I need to keep doing this. I'm about to save the Lakers You know, like, yeah, I guarantee you that you're like, if you have Kawhi Leonard and coming in this summer, you're not going to want to detach yourself from that situation. Right. So you bring that up and that makes me think, you know, further down the road, is this an indicator that Magic's pretty confident that he's not going to get AD when this is all said and done? Or is it just that Magic was too impatient to wait a year to get AD? Like, did he not want to go through this for a full another year? Or do we think maybe... They're not such a shoe in for AD. Well, I I don't I don't think there's really any route to the Lakers trading for Anthony Davis. Right. And I absolutely think they're going to be the leader for him whenever he actually becomes a free agent. They're just going to have to position themselves in a way to get him. Um, but you can't do what they did this year for another year. Like I don't think you would survive that because I mean LeBron's going to be 35 next year. 
you know? Yeah. And you can't be the president of basketball operations that got LeBron and then sat on his hands for two years waiting on another guy. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. you can't take 34 and 35-year-old LeBron and make him wait two years to get a guy that can actually help him, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, It's a real good thing that they dumped that Tim Faye Moskov contract when they did, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's... I mean that will be always that'll be the move that I remember Magic Johnson's tenure for. Like just seriously, like the idea of having D'Angelo Russell with LeBron is so perfect. You know, like that D'Angelo Russell is the exact kind of guard you want to have with LeBron. He's a guy yeah. that can he can make plays with the ball whenever you want to give LeBron rest. He can play off the ball. He can play the one or the two. He's can be a relatively switchable defender. Like he is exactly what you would want to pair with LeBron James. Not to mention, him and Lonzo Ball could have been a really, really fun backcourt. Oh, like, yeah. I know they, yeah. people think you, of them as both point guards, but nah, nah. No, they can, you can imagine them both off the ball, and they're both huge. Like, no, that yeah. would have been a really good backcourt. Right. Um, assuming Lonzo ever shoots above, like, 45% from the line. But, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that, you know, Magic just simply, I, he just didn't like him. And I honestly, the person that I blame the most for that is Byron Scott. Like, I think Byron yeah. Scott screwed I blame the Lakers Nick Young. in so many ways. Well, Nick <laughs> Young is Nick there Young's too. Fault. Nick Young and Byron Scott can, yeah, they, I think they are the main reason that Magic Johnson never liked D'Angelo Russell coming in. And like Byron Scott is a total dick like i mean he was a dick of a coach and he was an awful coach and he just decided early that he didn't like d'angelo russell and there was nothing he could do that would ever change that for him and magic johnson and byron scott are good friends so that's what magic johnson had that was his idea of d'angelo russell coming in Mm -hmm. and then yeah you had the nick young situation like nothing d'angelo russell could have done could have helped him out with um with magic johnson and that's why they traded him and it's it's absolutely inexcusable like the idea that you wouldn't give him a chance is crazy the guy's an all-star now he's the best player he's the best player on a playoff team filled with guys (laughs) that aren't very good like he like it's unbelievable the nets are going to make the playoffs this year yeah largely around the fact that they have an amazing point guard and they all it's just a team full of role players and D'Angelo Russell, basically. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Like that's pretty insane. It's just D'Angelo Russell, of those young Lakers, by far the best at this point. Right? Right. Like well, I and think I Brandon say, Ingram is better than people thought he was last year at this yeah. point. But if Ingram if Ingram gets his blood clot thing, which I don't think it's gonna be a huge issue, like now, I mean, there's really no way to know. But I don't think it's going to be a big issue moving forward. I think Brandon Ingram can be a like almost All Star caliber player, like yeah. in in the right situation. Like it takes guys time. He's a what was this his third year? Like it takes yeah, time for he's guys had to, to add so much weight to like even a sort be of, an NBA player. Like yeah, you think like a sort of not the same type of player, but like a Pascal Siakam type leap where the league's go he's not going to be an all-star but the league's going crazy for him because he makes such yeah. an impact well i mean if you think about the skills that brandon ingram has like he's going to be an impact defender he became a good defender this year 
you know, that's something he's improved a lot. He has all the tools to be a very disruptive defender. He guarded the hell out of Kyrie Irving at times this year. Like he did really well on that end. And then his strengths offensively are with the ball in his hands. Now that's not ideal next to LeBron because he's not a very good spot up shooter to go along with that. But if you think about a guy that can be a solid secondary creator and an impact defender, like that's a guy that teams will pay a lot of money for, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> well, okay. And real quick, a couple more things with just mistakes. I mean, Julius Randall had an amazing year this year too. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's probably the second best player of that young core that the Lakers had. And it's not that they traded him. Like they just were like, eh, we don't want you. We're just yeah. going to let you go for nothing. Right. They could have had him for a really good deal. They could have had him for around like twelve million a year. Can you imagine how good it would be to have Julius Randle on a twelve million dollar oh, a year contract now? Yeah, it also would have been pretty decent of them to just throw anything at Brook Lopez, who yeah. is like actually one of the best centers in the league right now. <laughs> and he would have been so amazing next to LeBron. Yeah, like he's thriving next to Giannis, and like yeah. everything Giannis done, does is a thing LeBron did first. Like right, yeah. No, it would have been incredible. Um, yeah, that that to me is just the biggest failure of of the Magic Johnson. It's just kind of a disregard for the young players. Like I think he only viewed them as a hopefully a way to get another star. Like he never thought yeah. about them being guys that could develop into the stars that the Lakers needed. He only ever thought of them as guys that hopefully I can trade them for somebody else. You yeah. know, like he it's, never really considered yeah. them that way. It's sort of like the, um, like the doc river syndrome of like your idea of what a good player is, is determined entirely by like guys who were good in the East in 2008. Right. Yeah. It's like magic only when magic thinks of good players, he only thinks of existing stars. Like he has no right. ability to perceive like development. Right. Well, and the Lakers, I mean, it's kind of hard. The Lakers have been pretty dreadful at developing young players. And, you know, if you're going to be optimistic about magic's intellect as an executive, maybe you could say that, well, he knew that they weren't going to develop, develop in this environment. It's not a good excuse because he is the person in charge of put making the environment for them to develop in, obviously. Um, but yeah, that was nothing he considered. He traded Evita Zubats for nothing because that's the other thing. Oh my for, god! I I still have no re- idea why. Like the reasoning they gave was that they thought he would be too expensive to keep in the off season. I'm like, I that just tells me he didn't know how the cap works because that doesn't matter. He's going to have a really small cap hold. He wouldn't have prevented them from signing anybody. And then you can go over the cap to re-sign him because you have his bird rights. Like, that just tells me he didn't know that that was how that worked. You know, that's great. Yeah. And the idea that Zubats is too expensive. Right. (laughs) Like, he was fine, but we're talking about a backup center. I think he could be a starter at some point. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, but but, but he wouldn't have been a starter for the Lakers this year and then commanded that kind of contract from somebody else. Right. Yeah, no, he wasn't gonna get eight million or ten million. He was he might have gotten five from somebody, you know. Yeah. It, maybe somebody might have thrown him a little bit more, but you know, whatever. Um, I, and like, what I will say is that it is 
you know, we are blaming all of these decisions and all of these moves on Magic Johnson, which he is the person that was the figurehead of the organization and everything happens like goes back on him. You know, it is his fault. But we're talking about a guy who showed up to work like once a week. And so, I mean, I, I think he okayed every decision that was made. But I don't think that you can look at this without thinking that Rob Palinka made a lot of these moves. Right. Yeah. Well, at uh, least Rob Palinka is not going to get like more decision making power after this whole thing. Yeah, right? Surely this, surely this will also be the end. We, of the Rob surely Palenka's they have story. learned. Yeah. Surely, yeah. surely it has not come out that this probably means a consolidation of Rob Palinka's sway within the organization. Yeah. Like that's, that's been the most unbelievable thing. Cause Honestly, initially when this happened, I was so excited. I was like, just thank God this happened because everybody knew Magic Johnson was terrible at his job. And I would like to point out, not to pat myself on the back too much, but the day that the Lakers hired Magic Johnson, Mm -hmm. I tweeted that they wouldn't win a championship for 20 years, thinking he would stick around for a long time. Yeah. Um, And... This team was never winning anything with Magic Johnson in charge. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah, it just yeah. happened that he made it less than two years into the job, so they have an opportunity to hire maybe somebody that could win them a championship. I don't think they'll do it, but I think that my uh, initial reaction to this was was correct um, the day that it happened. Um, but yeah, with Rob Polinka, the idea of the hiring process of Polinka is honestly more insane to me than hiring Magic Johnson. Yeah. Because they wanted Kobe to do this job instead of Polinka. And Kobe didn't want to because Kobe is smart. <laughs> and so instead of hiring Kobe, they were just like, well, can we have your agent then? like we don't know why we just we want somebody like maybe rob palinka was standing next to kobe when they offered kobe the job and when he turned him down they were like (laughs) it just about me ask him about me (laughs) yeah yeah. it's like i'll do it you know and they're like oh okay well then here rob take this job um because i had always thought that and like this is just lack of research on my part, but I always thought that Magic and Rob Polinka had a pre-existing relationship to this. I just assumed that that was the case because they were literally hired on the same day. But nah, they just, def- they wanted Kobe and Magic, and so they went with Kobe's agent and Magic. So, so it's, pretty, it's pretty crazy, the ineptitude. Conspiracy theory time, do we think... That maybe Rob Plunkett did know about this and that he, in fact, organized a coup against Magic Johnson because he knew that was the only way he was going to come into more power was to get Magic to do this so spur of the moment and catch everyone off guard. Was this all orchestrated? What dirt does Rob Palenka have on Magic Johnson? I would like to think of it as not necessarily dirt. Like, I mean, obviously that would be great too. But what if, like... Rob Polinka had these like ways of mentally manipulating Magic Johnson. Yeah, you know? just making him yeah. think like he was going to be yeah. hated by all of Lake right. Nation. Yeah, this is this Maybe... is something he came up with when he was watching those like shark documentaries with Kobe. Mm-hmm. Maybe so. Maybe Magic Johnson listens to like hypnosis tapes at night, 
and oh, Rob Belinka switched, switched the tape saying that you want level. to quit. You want to quit, you know? Maybe that's what happened. I think that would be as good an explanation as what yeah. Magic gave, yeah. honestly. Honestly, you know, it's believable because, and this is a really important point here, Rob Polinka, big asshole. <laughs> big asshole, yes. And, like, I, I for one, am shocked that Kobe Bryant's agent turned out to be a major league asshole that everybody hates. Like, that's very, very surprising to me. You know, the beloved figure that Kobe is to everyone. You could have foreseen. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, and, like, yeah, all of my optimism that I had initially whenever Magic quit is just gone now. Like, the Lakers, they're just – I. you just have to accept that they're a bad organization. They're going to be a bad organization. They're probably going to be like the Knicks – like, honestly, like, I, I don't see any reason yeah. to think that they're not going to be um, like they're going to be the Knicks with LeBron now. You know, it's, yeah, they're going to drag LeBron down with them. It's great. Um, so, yeah, it sucks. Oh, maybe they'll yeah. let maybe they'll hire Rich Paul to work with Rob Polinka to be the yeah. president of basketball operations. Here is to me the real question. I don't I actually don't think they'll do that because I think Genie Bus that like Loki hates Rich Paul now. <laughs> Probably. Um, uh, do they offer the job to Kobe again? I mean, I think that they will. Um, I don't think he'll take it. I, I yeah. don't think Kobe wants to do which this. Is, which honestly. is a shame. It really yeah, is. He, he wants. He really does want to move like out of basketball. I um while we were doing this, I quickly googled this up. Um, do you guys do you guys know about Kobe's book? The he, uh, I know he wrote one, and did he win some awards for it? Also, that people it, thought he shouldn't have won. Probably. Um, <laughs> well, he won an Oscar. So this is a num- this was right. a number one bestseller in teen and young adult contemporary fantasy. It was co-written by Kobe and somebody else. Right. Uh, yes, I have heard of this. By by. It was it's sorry the, the um so here's the thing is that the credits for this book are created by Kobe Bryant written by Wesley King ah all right so gotcha here is the synopsis um Magic doesn't seem possible for the West Bottom Badgers. They're the lowest-ranked basketball team in their league, and they live in the poorest neighborhood in Dren. Nobody expects them to succeed at anything, plus every kid on the team has secret struggles of his own. When a new coach named Professor Wizenard (laughs) (laughs) arrives on the first day of creating camp, the Badgers can't explain the magical-seeming things they see and hear. Every player experiences unique and strange visions, visions that challenge everything they thought they knew about basketball and about their lives and their secrets off the court. To survive the increasingly intense ordeals of training, the Badgers will need to take unimaginable risks, learn to trust their teammates, and confront the darkness within themselves. I'd like to imagine this book was actually a prophecy and it ends with them all, you know, losing their powers and the magic is gone. Oh, the ma- <laughs> <laughs> I just I love that Kobe has a dumb name, and so he can't think of good names. The Wizenard, Professor oh, Wizenard. 
Incredible. From the mind of Kobe Bean Bryant. Oh, oh Oscar winning Kobe Bean Bryant. Yeah. My God. Do we have any more anything more to say about the Lakers? Do we want to talk about playoff teams now? <laughs> I think we should probably we can can we just talk about how unbelievable last night was? Yes, uh, it was well, incredible. The last two nights, but yeah, yeah. really the last two. But for last me, night for me it was this morning because everything incredible happened, you know, during the late West Coast games. So right. I wasn't even awake for them. Yeah. No, I I stayed up late last night watching all those West Coast games. Like so basically I think Monday, I I kind of locked in and just looking through the standings, it kind of became clear what the dream scenario for the Thunder was. And it was obviously play Portland in the first round without Nurkic. That's great. And then in the second round, you get to play the winner of Denver and San Antonio. And that's perfect. You don't want to play Houston. You don't want to play the Warriors. So that would be the ideal situation. And at that time, a lot of things had to happen. Right, like an absurd number of things had to happen. And like going back even further, like um, sometime, like I think it was just after the All-Star break when the Thunder were just starting to lose. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I was like, I I had suggested to you guys, you know, maybe the move here for the Thunder is to slip down from third to sixth. Right. Get Portland in the three six. Right. Uh, Um. Because at that, like, I think even at that time, like, it looked like it didn't seem like Houston was gonna like get above the third. Like, it they seemed like it seemed like Portland could totally get to third if the Thunder got out of their way. Right. Um, what I wasn't imagining would happen is that <laughs> the Thunder would proceed to play miserable basketball for like a month, end up in eighth, and have to win five straight. Um, so, but going back to, so Monday, the thunder, yeah, the thunder needed to beat the Rockets, which in itself was not unbelievably likely to me. Like I didn't see that as something that would happen, but, and at most points in the game was (laughs) not likely. Right. But you know, Russ hit a weird three and Harden missed a free throw and Paul George hit a shot. So that happened. Great. Yeah, that same great. night, Portland beats the Lakers. Portland needed to win out. They needed to win their last two games. Yeah. Portland well, beats the Lakers on a game six, winner at the buzzer. Game three. Yeah. Yeah. He def- he beats the superstar Alex Caruso <laughs> in the Lakers' last game of the season. Alex Caruso. Not to go back to the Lakers, but man, is Alex Caruso just an unlikely human being. <laughs> that dude, man. Or he's the it. world's most athletic ferret. I can't decide. <laughs> dude, that guy. Man, I remember him at AM and I remember Isaiah Cousins locking him up in the Sweet 16. Uh, yeah. I, when Alex Caruso was at AM, was this in like the 80s? <laughs> like, yeah. Oh my God. He God. looks 45 years old. Yes. Um, but, yeah, so they, the Blazers beat the Lakers on a game winner. And so moving to last night, the Thunder had to beat the Bucks, which the Bucks were sitting all, most of their good players, but that's been an issue for the Thunder. They don't yeah, like and, to beat 
teams that aren't playing good players for whatever yeah. reason. Paul George was also sitting out. Paul George, um, yep, nursing yeah. an injury. And at the start, at the start of the day, we got news that the Nuggets were going to sit guys, and the Blazers were going to sit guys. Yep. Like yeah. So it was and like so, last night. Oh, that was so fun, but it's going to be freaking meaningless because nothing's going to go right today. Right. Exactly. And so the Thunder game was first. They took care of business. They hit a billion threes. It was weird and great. Another triple-double for Russ. Yay. We love triple-doubles. Tied magic all time. Uh, Tied magic all time. Hey, back to magic. Hey. Um, So that brings us to Denver's game against the Timberwolves and Portland's game against the Kings at that point. And Denver and Minnesota. Denver was playing their guys because they, um, they wanted the two seed. They wanted to avoid, they wanted to get the two seed, have home court against everybody except Golden State. Minnesota wasn't playing Carl Anthony Towns. They weren't playing a couple of other key players. Um, But they led for most of the game, like random dudes just hitting threes. I turned it on and just G League guys just couldn't miss. It was crazy. Um, At the same time, Portland's over there getting shit on because they're not playing anybody. They're playing. Yeah. Six guys, literally six guys in the game. Yeah. One of them uh, being Anthony Simons, whose yeah. scouting report was that he was the most raw prospect in the 2018 NBA draft. Yeah, like yep. you, you, they had a core of Anthony Simons, Scott Lavissier, and Myers Leonard, with Zach Collins coming off the bench. Right. Um, and that was yes. 67% of their roster that played that night. Yeah, don't uh, yeah, don't hate on Gary Trent as well. Played all right. forty-eight Gary minutes. Trent. Shouts to Gary Trent and um, Jake Lehman, right? Jake Lehman. Yeah, that's the other one. That's everybody yep. for Portland who played last night. Yep, and yeah, I believe Jake Lehman, Anthony Simons, and Gary Trent played all forty-eight minutes of the game. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's how it broke down. Um, yeah, the Kings decided they were just going to score eighty-seven points in the first half. And just, it was ridiculous. It was and insane. Yeah. Yeah. And they're up, I think they got up by as much as 27. And it wasn't half. even like the Kings played, like Buddy Heald played like 16 minutes. They played like 14 different guys. Yeah. 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 Well, and that was the thing. Like in the first half, the Kings played their guys. And so I wasn't really, I just thought, well, this is hopeless. They're going to win. Yeah. Um, I but in the second to, half, um, the Kings, yeah. The Kings yeah. stopped playing their guys in the second half, and that really opened the door. And Anthony Simons went off. <laughs> the man, the man finished with thirty-seven points. Let's yeah. let's go through Anthony Simons' shots. Good God! Yeah, going into the game, Anthony Simons averaging two points per game, with thirty-five point seven percent from the field, thirty-four percent from three. How many games Coming has he even played game? for them this year? Do you have that readily available? No, I don't know, but last night's game changed his averages from two points to three point eight points. That's a pretty big jump for one night's work. And yeah, then he played twenty his, games total this year. Yeah, his field goal percentage for the season jumped from thirty-five percent to forty-four percent because of what he did last night. <laughs> He had 37 points, six rebounds, and nine assists. Like, the dude was unbelievable. And apparently, Portland's really good at identifying, like, these great combo guards. 
Yeah. So I'm jealous of that skill that they, they seem to have. They have combo guards and they have like unathletic stretchy fives. Yep. Basically. Um, yeah. So uh, all of a sudden Portland is coming back and I'm watching Denver and Minnesota as Denver kind of craps all over the game. Denver looked like the thunder to me last night and that they just kind of just screwed around for most of the game. And at the very end, they were like, Oh, we have to win this game. And they locked down for like five minutes on defense. And then they wound up and unlike the thunder, they hit enough shots to win the game at the end. Um, so that was good. Um, but by the time all of that happened with Denver, Portland just went from being down 25 to up like eight. And it became really apparent that they were going to win the game yeah. at the same time. Right. So I didn't even get and to like, see these were like, the Portland game. Well, so the end of the Portland game, it was great because it was like Portland gets up like 11 and then the Kings go on a run. So like with like a minute left, it's a like a one possession game. Um, but Portland's able to close it out. And like at, yeah. ex- at exactly the same time that the Nuggets are are sealing off the uh the Timberwolves like it happens like these games like the tide of these games be like become set at like almost exactly the same time within like two minutes of each other yeah it, no but, I was I was living and dying every time Denver would make or miss a shot like I was jumping like I was so into that game like more into any Thunder game I've been in I've watched for a while. Like it was, it was just insane because like this was a dream that started on Monday for me. And I thought, well, there's no way that's actually going to happen with all the list of things that had to happen for it. But I mean, we all of a sudden two unlikely comebacks on the the last, basically two of the three last games of the season Mm -hmm. right there. And there you have it. Like it was unbelievable. Yeah. And like, God, like so many things had to like one thing that had to happen that happened like last week was the Nuggets resting guys against Portland to give Portland an extra win. Yeah, they just tanked the game because they didn't want to play Houston in the playoffs. Yeah, great. And it and it like wasn't going to work for like like I combined like or for like 44 minutes of last night's games. That was like a terrible idea. And then it worked at the very end. Yeah. Yeah, it seemed like Denver had totally screwed themselves, and then yeah. they figured it out just at the last four minutes. It was amazing. Um, and, like, the th- funny thing about the way Denver did that is that Mike Malone, like, the next day came out and talking about how, oh, you guys are ridiculous for coming up with this narrative that we tanked a game to avoid the Rockets and everything. And we were all like, but that's exactly what you did, dude. Like, there's really no way to around it you know like yeah there was no other reason for you to lose that game on purpose you know but it, it's incredible man the nba is great i i've at <laughs> so many times this year i've been i've hated the nba and it's really it's the thunder's <laughs> fault because they're the worst yeah. um but if you remove the thunder and the thunder if the thunder can just take care of themselves and take care of business the nba is fantastic like mm-hmm unbelievable like nights like last night you don't get that in any other sport really yeah god i love it um just never stops man yeah except for today and tomorrow yeah nothing there's no basketball 
Yeah. Oh, hey, you get man. to watch some. You get to watch some Masters. Get to watch some Tiger yeah, Woods. Yeah. Here's well. Here's the thing about the Masters is that when you live on the West Coast, uh, <laughs> like, it's over by like four. Yeah. It's just done. Yep. Um. And uh, which means you get to like I don't know what this. These are like the two days of the year where it's even possible that I would watch hockey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I've never watched hockey in my life. Yeah. There's playoff hockey on the television if you need a sport. I've Random, had so many people tell me that playoff hockey is fantastic, and I just refuse. I will not watch it. It, it looks like hockey for sure. Yeah. Another um, random tangent. I watched the uh, NHL All Star Game this year. Oh yeah, and it was very fun. What they do, they like. Um, so the, in in the NHL, they have. I'm not exactly sure how it works. I think they have two conferences, and within those two conferences, there's two divisions. So there's four divisions in the NHL, and so each of them have their own all-star team, and then they play like this three-on-three round-robin kind of deal, and they're like constantly rotating their guys, so it's like a lot more goals because the floor is very open, and it's a a very fun concept, and the NBA could maybe learn something from I've been, does. yeah, I've expressed in the past that I think it would be fun if like All-Star Weekend just turned in like a weekend of like pickup basketball games. Yeah, like if it was just the 3x3U tournament, but with, you know, KD and LeBron. Yeah. And like, I think like you could do some fun stuff with like Twitch and just have like a 24 hour stream of mm-hmm. like, you know, guys, whenever they wanted to could do a game and that could just be a, that would be, that would be fun. I don't that know. That would be awesome. Think, yeah. I mean, they won't do it, but I would love no. it. That'd be great. Yeah, no chance. But yeah. So as long as we're talking about how we would fix the NBA, do we want to talk about the other way we'd fix the NBA? Let's do it, Sam. Enhance please, the NBA. Sam, please take us to this topic. So what was your idea? Yeah, I I heard of this. I think maybe from the Ringer last year or something. Not sure where I'd heard of this concept before, but we are down to sixteen teams left in the NBA. 14 have been eliminated, and we thought it would be fun to take just a pool of all the players from the teams that were eliminated, and each playoff team gets to draft one player, and we're just trying to beef everybody up a little bit to you know maybe make the Pistons be able to compete with the Bucks a little bit. Uh, so we have our order, and it's going to go Ryan, then me, then Alex, and we're just going to keep... Uh, repeating that until we get to the Bucks at the end, and we're just gonna kind of group think uh, through who the Bucks would take. All right. So Ryan is picking for the Detroit Pistons first on the clock. Oh, all right. Oh um, man. As far as injuries go, Alex and I kind of talked about this. Um, we both are including LeBron James and Anthony Davis because I feel like those are injuries that those two guys could push through and play if you know right. their teams mattered. Um, right. As far as if you had the inkling to draft Brandon Ingram on your team, I don't think you'd get much out of him in the playoffs. Right, right, so that's right. just kind of just a general or, matter for what we're yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Um, all right, so basic, basically it's just a matter of, like, guys whose seasons have ended, it's, like, the reality of, like, LeBron can play, but, like, uh, Victor Oladipo can't. Right, right. Not exactly. that Oladipo is even in this draft because the Pacers made the playoffs without him. Right. Um, all right. So Yusuf Nurkic I'm, also not available. Yeah, yeah. Nurkic Sorry. is off. Yeah. 
God. All right, the Pistons. Um, well, I think you know I want to make an interesting pick, but the reality is that the Pistons need LeBron, so they're going <laughs> to take LeBron. <laughs> so, so my question is. Um, how competitive are a Pistons team with the Bucks, with LeBron? With LeBron, yeah. Do they um, beat the Bucks? I'll say they make it six games. Six with LeBron. I think. I think if you add LeBron to the Pistons, suddenly that becomes a really good team. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's as good as the Bucks. I think that they they take the Bucks to seven and. If the right coin flips happens, I think they could actually upset the Bucks. Okay. All right, let's move on to the. Uh, so I am I am picking next for the Orlando Magic, and I think after LeBron is off the board, the obvious pick for the Magic is Anthony Davis. Um, I mean, he's oh, just, they they needed another power forward. They needed another <laughs> incredibly long big, um, but I mean. While they do have a log jam at that specific kind of player, and they would love to upgrade at point guard over DJ Augustine, um, I think if AD's on the board, they got to take AD. So, okay. Alex, you are up next for the Brooklyn Nets. All right, with the third pick in this fake draft, the Brooklyn Nets will go ahead and select Carl Anthony Towns. Oh, I like it. I kind of predicted out everything, um, how I think the draft would go, and that's who I had for the Nets as cats. I think that's really smart. My reasoning being is that the the Nets need another offensive hub, and Towns is maybe the best scoring big man in the league, and so that yeah, he would be a perfect fit for them. Like they their defense wouldn't be amazing, but who cares? They could score. Yeah, no. I, now we just have to find a way for the Nets to get Jalil Okafor, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. That'd be lovely. All right, okay. Ryan, you're back up with the Los Angeles Clippers. The Clippers. Interesting. Um, Austin Rivers is already on a playoff team, so you can't add him back to I, it's a shame. the Clippers. Um, God. Who's, fuck, who's even on the Clippers? Um, <laughs> this is bad. Um, I think that the Clippers probably... Looking, um, Clippers are going to draft Mike Conley. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I, I like the pick. Conley's good, man. He I did doesn't... I did have them with the point guard, and yeah, I had Conley me, a little think... bit lower, but... No, I mean, they, like, they could go with... They could go with like Kemba or something, but right. to me, Mike Conley, like the defense with him and Shea, is going to be really good. Yeah, that'd be great. I, I agree. I like the pick. That's awesome. I like it. Um, so I am up next with San Antonio Spurs, and I'm going to stick with what I had before, and I'm going to go with Bradley Beal. I think mm. um, he would be awesome there. They, other than DeRozan and Lamarcus Aldridge, they do shoot a lot of threes. And so I think Bradley Beal gives them another another creator, provides pretty good defense. Um, I think he's 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 great. So Bradley Beal. Okay. And now I'm picking for the, the Indiana, Indiana Pacers. Pacers. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with uh, Kemba. 
because mm, they they yeah, need a, a ball sounds... handling guard to replace yeah. Victor Oladipo. You slide Kemba in there, like I think they're starting Darren Collison right now. Yeah, and Kemba's a pretty big upgrade right yeah. there, yeah. and so, it's a pretty natural fit there. Yeah. So the Kemba Pacers versus the Celtics. How does that go? Oh, I mean, I might take the Pacers as is, but right. I, I'm taking the Pacers in that. Yeah. See, this is now. This is getting interesting. Yeah. Oh, you right, fixed so, the Thunder. So Ryan is back up for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Right. Um, what God. do they need? I mean, they need a three and D wing. It's friggin' any time of Don't the year all. at all times. They need a three and D wing. Um. Just looking at what's available. Oh, Jeru Holiday. Yeah, that's who I had to the Thunder also. Yeah, yeah, that's they, they the right. That's the correct pick. <laughs> Great defense, can play off ball, can play with Russ. Yeah, yeah that's that'd be amazing. Be incredible. So that means I'm up next for the Celtics, which is tough because, I mean, the Celtics, there aren't many places they can upgrade. Where you do have to consider they did just lose Marcus Smart. They did just lose Marcus Smart. So just Smart. putting that into consideration. Marcus Smart. Drew Holiday would have been perfect for them. Drew Holiday would have been great for them. So, like, you know, Devin Booker doesn't really do it for me for them. Um, Man, it's tough. Let's see. Those guys. See, what I had before. Man. I think I'm going to stick with it. I'm just going to go with another big for them, playoff experience. I'm going to go with Jonas Valanciunas. Wow! Over solid upgrade over Aaron Baines. I assume they're still playing him a decent amount. Um, Okay, and they they can throw throw Jalen Brown or Terry Rozier in for Marcus Smart to replace those minutes. Yeah. Okay. All right. So now, so now Alex is drafting. Alex is for the the Utah Jazz. Yeah, the Jazz. What do the Jazz need? Oh God! They need a point guard. <laughs> I had I and whenever I did all this out, I had them taking Mike Conley. But you yeah, that's him, or they, who I are, they he's picked. long gone by now. I'm gonna. I guess I'm gonna have to take Devin Booker. Yeah, that I had him to the Pacers earlier, but I knew Devin Booker and Donovan Donovan Mitchell are. Uh, oh man, that would be great. That's a they decent would, scoring backcourt. That's a good scoring backcourt, but. Man, I wonder. That'd be so strange. I don't think so there's I, a least jazz-like player than Devin Booker. Yeah, I I want to throw something out there for you guys. Go for it. Um, so I've been one of the more vocal critics of of Devin Booker, at least in our friend group, I would say. Yeah. Um, I think it's possible that Devin Booker doesn't suck. <laughs> wow, you've come a long way. Yeah, that's that's, a re- that's really tremendous. But see, progress. I was I was just getting closer. I think you and I are getting closer to meeting in the middle because Jamal Crawford did just score fifty one points for the Suns the other day. So yep. it's like, is anything Devin Booker's doing really that important? If Jamal <laughs> Crawford can also do it. Yeah, um, not to take us too far on this Devin Booker tangent, but I think where I stand on Devin Booker right now is that like. He's a legitimately good shot creator and shooter. Um, and it's just the reality of, like, eventually somebody has to score points in a basketball game. Right. Yeah, like, I don't that's think... that's where his numbers come from. 
That's like, my I think he's legitimately is... good at shooting and as a shot creator. But like, you know, his like multiple fifty point games. I'm like, yeah, I'm very skeptical. Yeah, I, I I need to see him play in a meaningful basketball game before right. I. And I think I screwed up. I think I should have taken Luka Doncic because that would have been a really good fit for what Utah yeah, wants that'd to be do. An ex- that's an extremely that jazz player. Can you I can, can I change my pick? You can yeah, do it. Do it. Do it. Let's do it. All right, I want Luka Doncic for the Jazz. Him and him oh, and yeah. Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, he's like he's like super 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 duper Joe Ingles. Um, yeah, yeah, just better yeah. in every way except for like shooting. Joe Ingles fine. mixed with Ricky Rubio. Yeah, yeah. Um, we yeah, just got a new Luka player Doncic. comp for Luka Doncic. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that means Ryan is back up with the 76ers. The 76ers. Devin Booker is now still on the board. Do they oh. need that abundance of riches, or what are you thinking for the Sixers? The Sixers Actually, are another tough team to pick. Yeah. Because they're really complete, except for, I don't know. It's so. I think they would take Devin Booker, because like if there's one thing they're missing, it's... And just a, figure it a, out. Yeah, just like a shot creator who could shoot threes. They really yeah. don't have one. And yeah. Devin Booker is that. They take Devin Booker. You know who I would have taken? Who would you have taken? Robert Covington? I would, I would have taken Robert Covington. That's who I had for them. That's not bad. I would have taken um, either Buddy Heald or De'Aaron Fox. Oh. De'Aaron and I, know, be, I guess Buddy also would be a great man. Yeah. I know that De'Aaron Fox and Ben Simmons would have some overlap, but like De'Aaron can shoot okay, and playing him as like the backup point guard would be pretty sick. But go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, Are you... uh, that would be good. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna stick. I'll stick with Booker, but I like Booker. the idea of Buddy a lot. Yeah, but yeah, Buddy. I mean, it's it, they're great with JJ, and Buddy is kind of JJ esque, but maybe a more versatile shooter. So yeah, I kind of yeah. So that puts me back up with the Houston Rockets, and I think the Rockets, just like everybody else, need a three and D wing. They have relied on Daniel House a lot and yep. Austin Rivers and Iman Shumpert and Gerald Green. And I think Kenneth Fareed is playing with them still. Or was that? I don't know. But yeah, he's not in the rotation anymore, yeah. I don't think. Uh, yeah. But I would go with Otto Porter for the Rockets. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, that would be a pretty good, pretty good fit off the bench for them. All right. So that's the uh, Rockets. You're picking for the Blazers now, I think. Trailblazers. Portland. Okay. Well, I think I know what position they need. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me run through here. Yeah, here's the problem. Broken who... ankle Nurkic and going to get his ankles broken canner. Yeah, actually, no, I I've, I've got one, but I'll, let you, I'll see what you come up with. Oh, this is tough. This is a tough one. Didn't anticipate the uh, the the silence. That was. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I don't know if you want any help. I was thinking maybe DeAndre Jordan. I think That's he where can I still went. play. Yeah. Um, no. But also, if you want to go incredibly athletic, 
Um, a guy that was mocked to them a lot in the 2017 draft, John Collins. I know you're going to say. That's, that, that was, was who I was yeah. thinking. Yeah, John Collins is who I had you taking for them. I love that we all went to the same place with this. That is exact. Like, I, I immediately thought DeAndre Jordan or John Collins. What a diverse set of opinions on this part. I, I considered, like, he's not that good. I considered Hassan Whiteside, but nah. I'm going to go with John Collins because I like John Collins. And I think about the nightmare that him catching lobs from Dame and CJ would be and the fact yeah. that he can stretch the floor at the five. Yeah. They would just be impossible to guard. The, their defense would probably suck, but that's fine. They could probably outscore the Thunder with John Collins. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so now I'm Ryan selecting for the, for the Nuggets. Yes. So like, this is really hard. Um, right, like what are I the, really don't know what the Nuggets need. Yeah, because for it feels them like it they, was like backup center, maybe. Yeah, like that was um, Mason Plumlee's okay. I know like, that, that's big. Okay. He's, he's good. Malik Beasley. Oh, I know. Great. I know exactly who I would take with for them. Oh man, they need Robert Covington. Oh yeah, if he's still on the board, they they could use some Robert Covington. I yeah. Let me just mental scan here. Um. Now, just to be clear, Covington's healthy, right? He just wasn't playing at the end of the uh, year. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think I looked it up earlier and said he was just sitting out yesterday. Okay, good. I'm yeah, because I know I did not see him yesterday. Yeah, we'll go with Covington. Give them even more shooting, a little more wing defense. Yeah, that's... well, that's the thing. They don't have a big wing. You know, like when they yeah. play against the like, they play. The yeah, they play like they play. They're like there are times when they're arguably playing like four guards. Right. Yeah, and I think Will Barton starts for them at the three, and he is not a three at all. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Apparently, right, Covington I, had missed 33 straight games on March 17th, and I guess had surgery, but I'm sure he's fine. We'll, we'll count. <laughs> <laughs> that he's sounds, healed. Sounds like he's super healthy. You know? He's healed. He's fine. I think another a decent one for them would have been, uh, what's his name? Crap, from the Heat. Josh Richardson. Josh Richardson. Josh Richardson. He's not that big, but he's a really good defender. Yeah, I have him in but, my had him in my top sixteen of getting drafted. But yeah. for the Golden State Warriors that I'm up with next, I think we're bringing Harrison Barnes home. Bringing Harry That's Barnes. I had Harry Barnes. I, I thought like Buddy Heald for them. Um, they obviously they just need bench scoring. I think, yeah. like, Harrison Barnes is, I think when I looked it up earlier, almost shooting 40% from three still. Yeah. So, like, I mean, well, he, it, he, it, Yeah, it would be nice for him to get a do-over of the finals and have the other team leave Draymond open instead of him. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah I, really. I would uh, <laughs> yeah. give them Harrison Barnes. Okay. Uh, yeah. So that that's me now? Yeah, yeah, you were backed up the, with the Raptors. Raptors. Are you bringing Andrew Wiggins home to Canada? No. Are we gonna Are we gonna have him in the playoffs? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know a guy that we've kind of not thought about. I think he's healthy. I think he's just not playing. But Kevin Love plays basketball. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's probably who the. He's probably who the Blazers should have picked. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> my bad. Uh, I like God, I haven't better. thought about Kevin Love since the trade deadline. 
I knew I 100% knew this was going to happen. We were going to get through it and then we were going to forget like a really good player. Yeah. See, I even, I made a list of all the players from the teams that like, I did not want this to happen. And I've had Kevin Love on my list of potentially drafted players, but did not take him for anybody. Cause I was like, eh, I don't know if, even if he is healthy, he's, I mean, he doesn't look great. That was, that's who I would have picked for Portland yeah. though. He's better than John Collins, yeah. or at least for this year's playoffs. Like I would probably take John Collins on my team, yeah. but for this playoffs, I would take Kevin Love. Yeah, I mean Kevin Love shot thirty-eight percent from the field this year, thirty-six percent from three, but yeah, average seventeen yeah. and ten, seventeen yeah. and eleven almost. That'd be fun. This is tough because the Raptors, they don't really need anything. Exactly, that's the thing with the Nuggets, the Raptors, the Bucks. Like they. Don't need anything in the Celtics, even. Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna give him De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, yeah sure. Take, take the best available player. That's fine. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that that's about as good as they can hope for. Yeah, because I mean, what, for them, it's like upgrading. Like backup point guard, backup shooting guard. So yeah, I think De'Aaron Fox is because is is Jeremy Lin still playing? I mean, obviously Fred VanVleet plays a lot, but is yeah, Jeremy Lin I don't, still playing? A decent I don't amount? think Jeremy Lin gets minutes anymore. But I don't think he would play in the playoffs. Right. Yeah. So, I don't yeah, feel uh, great Aaron about Fox it. I mean, maybe. I mean, I think Josh Richardson would be a good pick there too. Yeah. But I'm gonna go with De'Aaron Fox because he's good. He is good. He's That's too good not to be picked. Hot take. <laughs> so then we have all we have left is the Bucks, and we can all think through this one together. But like another team, what do they even need? Like who? Yeah. It was like I'm thinking upgrade. That would have been a good De'Aaron Fox place, but go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Like backup I... point guard is the place for them, also. Yeah, especially because they're not gonna have Brogdon for a while. Yeah. Um. All right, I think I think Josh Richardson is a good pick here because yeah, he can kind yeah. of do some of what Brogdon did. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Buddy would be fine. Like, yeah, I think yeah. those you could always two. use more shooting. Um, I mean, Nemanja Bjelica would be an upgrade over Ersan Ilyasova, but I mean, he's been fine. I yeah. mean, Lowry, Kevin, Kevin Love, Lowry, yeah, Kevin Love. Oh, I actually really there. like Lowry. That's. I think, Mario uh, Mario Hazonia hasn't been picked yet. If okay, oh. okay, he's stuffed LeBron. So obviously, well, yeah, he's jammed on Giannis. You have That's to put him true. on his team. Oh man, the Pistons uh, should have taken Mario Hazonia instead of LeBron. <laughs> I mean, clearly Mario Hazonia is better than LeBron, and he's better than Giannis, who they're gonna face. Like that was the move. Yeah. yeah. I think I think the move here is Josh Richardson for the. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. Um, because, I mean, he does a lot of what Malcolm Brogdon did. They're going to miss Brogdon. Um, he can play like he's can play kind of a fake backup point guard type thing, you know. And like real, like think of like Eric Bledsoe has been like an All NBA defensive type player this year. You put him and Josh Richardson in a backcourt together, like they're already yeah. the number one defense in the league. But you put him in the equation too, like. I don't know how you're going to score on that team. Yeah, I'm good with that. I think that makes sense. Okay, 
So Sweet. to recap, what all? So I know we started LeBron to the Pistons, AD to the Magic, Cat to the Nets. We had Mike Conley to the Clippers, Bradley Beal to the Spurs. Um, who was next? The Pacers. Who did you take for the Pacers? Did you take Drew Holiday? I took Kemba. Oh, you took Kemba. That's right. Kemba was still there. Yeah. Drew Holiday. Uh, Drew to, to the, the Thunder. Thunder. Yeah. Um, I'm really happy that Tunis, that lined up. Yeah. To the Celtics, Luka Doncic to the Jazz, Devin Booker to the 76ers, Otto Porter to the Rockets, John Collins to the Trailblazers, Robert Covington to the Nuggets, Harrison Barnes to the Warriors, and De'Aaron Fox to the Raptors, and then finishing up with Josh Richardson to the Bucks. So do we think do do any of these additions change the scales for any of these matchups? Which ones like stand out to you guys? Um, I mean, I think the Pistons would be right there with the Bucks. Yeah, yeah. I would probably take the Bucks if you consider if you throw in Josh Richardson for them. Right. Um, but the Pistons would make it really close. Yeah. Do we think the De'Aaron Fox on the Raptors is that still? Head and, ab- head and shoulders above AD with the Magic? Is that what you think? Oh, Six-game yeah. series? Yeah. No, I think that that's that- a sweep. You think yeah. it's a sweep? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, Anthony Davis on the Magic is good, but, like, LeBron on the Magic would make a lot. Because Anthony Davis is dependent on other players getting him shots, right. Yeah, and it's the like, Magic don't have guys that can do that. Yeah, you're talking about, like, a team whose two best players are Anthony Davis and Nikola Vucevic. Right. And it's like... The thing that these players have in common is that they can't do it themselves. Yeah, yeah. Right. DJ Augustine is their starting point guard. Like, just yeah. So, so what is uh, what would have been the pick for the Magic for you guys? Is it still AD just because best player? Do you take uh, no, Drew I, Holiday? Maybe I think he'd be a great fit there. I think, think Kemba might have been a good yeah. pick because they need a really high volume guy. Yeah, um, I would still take AD because he's better. Right. Yeah. He's and they're significantly like, better than almost anyone else on the board. Yeah. So. I don't think anyone else would make a difference. I don't think anybody other than LeBron would make a difference in that series. Yeah. yeah. Let's see uh-huh. the Nets. The Nets with Cat uh, against the Sixers with Booker. I think the Sixers still run away with that one. I think yeah. that's a six-game series. I think so. I think D'Angelo Russell and Cat is like one of the most fun superstar pairings I can think of. There there would yeah. be at least one game where they put up, you know, 125 and just right. run, run them out yeah. of the gym. And there's, and I there's just, definitely a chance for that happening twice. I don't know how much Booker would play for the Sixers. Right. Like, I think he could help them, obviously, but, like, I don't think he would be on the court in big situations. Like, I still think they would have Redick and all those guys. Because like, it's not like Booker's a knockdown shooter. Right, you know, yeah. So, um, so then, what is the the Pacers and Celtics? We are all in agreement that that puts the Pacers, what is probably maybe a fifty fifty series right now. We think Kimba on the Pacers definitely puts that one over the top for them. Yeah, especially all like all there. the Celtics were able to add was Valanciunas. Like I don't right. think that changes much for them. Mm-hmm. So. So then we we go out west. We got the Clippers adding Conley and the Warriors with Harrison Barnes. I still think the oh, Warriors. That's a sweep. That's a sweep. Yep. 
the Clippers would be a very good basketball team if they had Conley, but they yeah. still, I mean, the Warriors are the best yeah. team of all time. Is that, yeah. is that the, the pick you guys would have made for the Warriors? Did you like Harrison Barnes? Would you have gone Buddy Heald or maybe Josh Richardson? I probably would have um, gone Josh Richardson, but I don't hate it. No, I don't hate it either. I think it's, I, yeah, yeah, I think I Harrison think Barnes think it's interesting. De'Aaron Fox yeah. was off the board at that point, right? No, he yeah. was still there. No, he was there. Yeah, I would have taken there. Aaron Fox. Yeah, the, it would have right. been nice to have a backup, a better backup for Steph. Yeah, but yeah, no, I think that was fine. Like nothing yeah. wrong with that. You so also get some continuity. Sweep. Yeah, I like that. That was that was part of what went into it. So the sweep over the Clippers still Spurs with Beal, Nuggets with Covington. This will be a we can after this we wrap this up we can talk about our actual NBA playoff predictions. I yeah. would, I would still take Nuggets in that one. Wait, say that again. Spurs with Beal. Spurs with Beal. Nuggets, Nuggets with, with Covington. Covington. Give me the Spurs in seven. Interesting. Yeah, I think it's, I think I think Beal is very no good. No playoff experience, right? Yeah, and Pop and, is Pop. You put yeah. Pop with. That's you true. You Pop Bradley Beal and Demar Derozan. That's true. As much as I don't like Demar Derozan, yeah, um, he's gonna yeah. do something pretty incredible they, with they, them. Yeah. yeah, and the other thing about Covington is that like. He was really bad in the playoffs last year. Yeah, he was. Like, and he couldn't guard. The playoffs he wasn't, year. especially on one-on-one defense. Like, he was getting blown by. Yeah. You know? Right. And then, let's see. Thunder adding Drew Holiday. Trailblazers adding Collins. That's, I mean, that's almost a sweep there. That's a sweep. Yeah, yeah because but... Drew Holiday eats Dame Lillard, like, for lunch, man. Like, he killed him last year. Yeah. And you put him on Dame with... Like, Ferguson's killed McCollum this year. Like, yeah, the Thunder would be – they would be legit. They would yeah. be legit with Drew yeah. Holiday. Man. Yeah. And then adding Luka to the Jazz and Otto Porter to the Rockets. We're still taking the Rockets in that, in my opinion. <sighs> I'm taking the Rockets in seven. In seven. Yeah, I think that's, it's a that's close a good series. One. That's a I good think one. it's a close series. Yeah. Luka's Luka killed the Rockets this year. Yeah. Luca gives them like because the thing like we talked about we call Luca just like a better Joe Ingles but like Luca gives the Jazz the one thing they don't have outside of Donovan Mitchell which is shot creation right mm-hmm. like yeah him it, and Mitchell it, together would be amazing yeah um so yeah like Luca can really change the way the Jazz can play uh mm-hmm. in a way that I think would make that series a lot more interesting than it's actually going to be yeah, yeah. agreed. So one one last thing with this, just who do you guys think are are the Bucks still or the Warriors? You would still have them the favorite. Do does Josh Richardson do enough for you to make the Bucks the favorite, or maybe you have the Bucks the favorite right now? No. no. What still is the Warriors? If you put, I mean, I'm thinking you would have to give the Bucks LeBron like, or yeah. Anthony Davis for me to think that they could beat the Warriors. Like maybe Anthony Davis, I would pick the Bucks. Really, I think yeah. if if you if you even added maybe like Bradley Beal or someone like that, mm. I think that could okay. do it for the Bucks. I don't, it's just it's so hard to measure against the Warriors, right? Right, right. You don't get a metric at all in the regular season from them. Yeah. Yep. But anyways, that was so a that, fun that exercise. Would, that was I enjoy I enjoy doing that. I enjoy you know hypotheticals like that. But let's get to yeah. some. Some real playoff talk to wrap it up. What are your – Alex wanted to do some 
our playoff predictions. Alex, you go ahead and start us off. What are you looking at in the first round? All right, so I'll start in the East. Uh, Milwaukee is going to sweep. Um, I can't. I can't even remember. Their, are they playing the Pistons? Pistons. Yeah, they're going to sweep <laughs> the Pistons. Yeah. Man, I really wanted Pistons Sixers. No sense. Drum a full series of Drummond and Bead. Uh, yeah, yeah, full four Which... games of that would have been good. <laughs> God, that. Can we talk about how strange that rivalry is? Because does do you get the sense that Drummond has any skin in that at all? Or is it just no? Back? He gets destroyed every time. Like I, I don't know. Like I think Drummond has said stuff to Embiid before. Like it's not like it's a one-sided. Embiid just hates him. Like I think Drummond has talked shit before, and Embiid just kills him every time for it. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's just so. It is weird to me to think of Andre Drummond as a player who has rivals in the NBA. Because like, what does yeah. he even do? <laughs> He uh, gets offensive rebounds. Gets with rebounds. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. That's that's so strange. It's so sad. Anyway, sorry for plus, derailing you. Yeah. Plus, Blake is not a hundred percent. I know he lit the thunder up, but his knee is not a hundred percent right yeah. now. Yeah. No. I think Dwayne Casey said something about like, well, his knee's in a position where it can't get worse. <laughs> <laughs> well, perfect. That's what you want to hear. Yeah. From a guy um, that tore his ACL before he got to the league. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so I've got Toronto sweeping the magic. It's yeah. happening. They're going to shut him down. They're going to lock him up. Like, that. that's not going to be a series. I, and that's going to, like, end the... Because doesn't Toronto have, like, an insane losing streak in game ones of the playoffs? Or did uh, they I end mean, that probably. last year? I think they might have ended that last year. Did yeah, they play in game one last year? Oh, shit. I don't remember. It last year. No, they weren't. Yeah, they I were think the ones. They were eight. Yeah, they, they were, were the ones. ones yeah. I, I could not tell you. The then they lost. To no, the, not they, the I mean, they. I just remember no, they got no. swept by the Cavs. Right. It was the because Wizards. Of, right. It was the Wizards. I think the I Wizards think they beat the Wizards. Them. Oh, I don't know. I think it was close, but I think they pulled it out at the end. Um. All right. So that brings me to Philly versus Brooklyn. I've got Philly in five. Yeah. I think there's one game that Brooklyn's going to hit a buttload of threes. Mm-hmm. And Philly's just not. It's gonna happen. Maybe it's like Philly goes up two zero. Brooklyn wins game three. And yeah, I would. I wouldn't two. be surprised if we don't see Embiid. Kind of like last year, don't see Embiid till game four. Um, they right. take your classic, classic game three. Brooklyn picks up one at home, and then bring Embiid back, and it's not not even a competition. Okay. okay. And I've got, I've got Boston in seven. Right now, over the pace. Uh, yeah, I, think- I did. Like, I'm going straight from like I tweeted these last night, and I didn't know that Marcus Smart was out at that point. So that makes me a little iffy. But you just look at all the talent Boston has. Like, you would think yeah. that the playoffs might be a situation where they, where that talent is finally kind of shows yeah. itself. They're just and, like they're such a good playoff team. Like, right? Kyrie is going to be the best player on the court. Like, that's yeah. just a fact like it's going to happen. Um, and even you know, without Marcus smart, even without Marcus smart, I mean the Sixers or not the Sixers, the Pacers best scores, Bojan Bogdanovich. Like that's yeah. that once yeah. you get to the playoffs, you can't count on that. Yeah, no, it's yeah. yeah I, I'm going with Boston in seven. It's going to be a tough series for them. 
Um, do you want me to go ahead and finish, or do you guys want to give your East picks? I think mine are the same as yours, honestly. Uh, yeah, mine are... I think... Uh, no, I was going to say maybe the Magic will win one, but I really don't think they do. Yeah, okay. I think I might be right with you on those as well. Sweet. Yeah. All right, let's go to the West. Um, Golden State, they're sweeping. Um, yeah, poor Clippers, man. They did. They tried so hard. They did so well. They overachieved so much, and this is their reward. Yeah, yeah, they're getting swept. I think the I think the Warriors might sweep the playoffs this year, if I'm being honest, or at least sweep the West. I don't know. It will um, be depending interesting. Depending on who they play in the finals, it will be interesting that they'll get the Rockets in the second round this year. Presumably, a fresher, fresher Harden and Chris Paul than before. Yeah, yeah, but sure. it's like right after a series with the Jazz, right? Right. Um, all right, I've got hot take alert. I've got the Spurs in six. Whew. Over the Nugs. I have a. I have another. Another friend that um, I was giving you some of his opinions the other day, and you said, "Is he ever right about anything?" Um, oh God! And he Did also he said Spurs in six. <laughs> so <laughs> if that, so that one's gonna be it. wrong. I uh, I think that one's gonna be Nuggets in seven. I was looking at the Spurs earlier; they were just abysmal on the road this year, and so mm-hmm. I think that that home court is gonna make a difference. Yeah. I think. I think that one just goes chalk every the home team wins every time. Yeah, both teams are so so good at home and And not good on the road. And they they split this year two and two both times. They're all four times the home team won. Yeah, Yeah. Um, it's it's gonna come down like I I could just see the the Spurs going in and winning game one, and that could change everything. You know, right, right. Um, Yeah, it's the sort of thing where like. I mean, for one thing, you look at the Nuggets and it's like, Paul Millsap, are you the only person in this team who's been to the playoffs? Um, right. And like, yeah. I mean, the Nuggets have so much shooting, but like their creation of offense is so like flow and team like team base, which is like very, it's like, you know, you associate that with the Spurs, except that really the Spurs are not doing that anymore. Um, mm-hmm. Spurs are actually just playing ugly, horrible basketball. Um, and like you just wonder like can Nikola Jokic do his thing against playoff defense because it feels like a lot of Jokic's offense is built around like guys like like a guy makes a mistake and he takes advantage of it because they either like a guy comes open on a back cut or they give him a little too much space at the top of the key you know like right. the sort of mistakes that you don't make in playoff series if you're trying to win, yeah. which the Spurs will be. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, I, you know, I, I think that the, my, the reason I'm picking this is that like, I mean, I really like Derek White as a matchup against both of, or really any of the Nuggets guards, particularly Jamal Murray. I think that's a really solid matchup for the Spurs. Like defensively, I think he'll match up really well, and. I don't know why the hell I'm doing this, but I think DeMar DeRozan might actually have a good series because the like that dude usually gets swallowed up by bigger defenders and stuff in the playoffs. There just aren't any. There's just none on Denver's team, you know. Like, yeah. So he might be able to get, you know, get his normal shots off. You know, like I, I remember like vividly just like Paul George swallowing DeMar DeRozan whole when they played in the playoffs. Right. You know, it was like. 
it's like, yeah, that's cute what you do during the regular season, but when it comes winning time, like you're gonna get eaten up by a six nine guy, and the Nuggets just don't have that guy. So maybe hey, don't that's sleep a on Tory Craig. Tory, yeah, Craig. yeah, that's the closest they have. That's the guy they have, yeah. you know. So um, I'm skeptical. I think I think DeRozan might be able to get it done, and like Aldridge against Jokic, like that's a solid matchup that you know both are kind of kind of score on each other. So I think that's kind of fun. Um, and like Aldridge is a kind of guy, like, you know, four games in the series, he could be just unstoppable on his turnaround and they win, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I also think that having to guard Aldridge in playoff situations, just the entire night is going to wear on Jokic in a way that he's probably yeah. not used to. Or yeah. Or Millsap. He's going to shoot right over Millsap. So, right. Right. That's interesting. So, um, okay. That brings us to, I left my tweet. Where am I at? Uh, Blazers, uh, Thunder. Blazers Thunder. Let's. I'm gonna go to Houston, uh, Utah first. Okay. Um, I've got Houston and five. Yeah. Um, five or I. Yeah, I think five is probably about right. Yeah. yeah. Utah just doesn't have enough shot creators to score against Houston's offense, and Houston has two of the best shot creators in the league, um, yeah. including the best score this year. You know. So. Yeah. Um. You know, Utah's going to have a lot of guys to throw at James Harden, but probably none of them will actually work. So, yeah, um, like if yeah, if Harden's floater goes like there's right. literally nothing Utah can even do. Like, right. And like also Utah, it's you know, they have Gobert is the center point of their defense. But like so much of what the Rockets <laughs> do is just to get one of their guards switched on to the center and. Yeah, you know, Gobert has many strengths as a defender, but that's not one of them. He can't follow guys out to the perimeter, right? And that's good. And like, what that means is that you have to be going over screens, and if you're going over screens, you're fouling James Harden. They they announced the MVP in June, correct? They do that all at the awards show. Okay, so there's there's not going to be any slighted James Harden fifty point series, right? Right, but correct. Which is a thing that, which is really a mistake. Like, I miss those. Yeah. 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 Like, that would have been incredible whenever Rockets Thunder was first round. Yeah. Yeah. And the Thunder could have lost in four instead of five. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that brings me to Oklahoma City, Portland. I'm going to go OKC in seven. Um, Yeah. I think they're going to win it on Portland's home court. And, I mean, my reason for this is... I, I think that Damian Lillard is good enough to win a game by himself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think CJ McCollum might be good enough to win a game by himself, or at least with a little help from Dame. And I think there will be a game where the Thunder just can't hit anything and they lose. Mm-hmm. And that is three losses. And um, so I'm going to go with that. And I think the, th- the Thunder... I don't honestly think they care where they play. Like, I don't think the Thunder in a home court and on the road really matters to them and how they play. So, yeah. like, I could you, easily see them winning yeah. in Portland in Game Seven. Like, there's, there's, like, the Motor Center has been a boogeyman in the past, but like, they swept Portland this season. They right, and like, we can talk about like it's difficult for a team to win eight games against another team in one season. Like, but. Yeah. Uh, I, I yeah I think the Thunder win I I actually think it probably they probably win in six um, right. if, five if thirty eight 
Oh, go, go ahead. Go ahead with 538. I was going to say, 538 projects the Thunder as having a 77% chance of winning this series. Wow. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. And Which, this like, is to why... me, is like red lights flashing in my head that this is going to go badly. But And this is yeah. why I want to be contrarian and say Trailblazers in six. Not that I believe this will happen, but I'm putting that energy into the atmosphere because, like, it just feels like in my recent Thunder fandom, nothing ever goes right. And then, like, all of a sudden, these past two days, every or these past two games, everything went right. And everyone's like, man, the Thunder had this incredible path to the finals they don't to the western conference finals don't have to go through the warriors or the rockets and it's like well you know the the blazers and nuggets also don't have to go through the yeah the warriors and the rockets yeah. and they it's were just like teams in the yeah. thunder and it's just like it's scary being a pos- in a position of like good fortune and i feel yeah. like well because it's like coming. the um like you we could lose the three games that alex talked about and then, like in Game Seven, Russ is just like, "I want to rock the baby on Dame," and just <laughs> decides that that's what he's going to try and do for a whole quarter, and we lose because of it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Or Paul George could just never make a shot again. You yeah, know? I think yeah. that that's possible as well. I mean, yeah. it, it happens like and without any warning. So, um, but realistically, I would take the Thunder in six. But I'm gonna say my official prediction is Blazers in seven. Okay. Yeah, that's. I cool. love being either right or happy. <laughs> right. I love right. like that was like my my uh, NCAA bracket that I submitted to. There's one group of friends I had that, and you just submit one bracket because I mean. That's you know typically what you do, and I submitted Duke as my champion on that, even though I didn't think Duke would win. One of my friends is a Duke fan, and I didn't want him to be the only one that was right if the Duke Blue Devils won the national championship. <laughs> and yeah. so then I was happy regardless because Duke lost, and I didn't care about my bracket. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah. No, that's Always my about those emotional hedges. My my strategy in in the tournament now is just I pick the same champion for every bracket. And that way, like if my champion is picked, their chances are of me having a good bracket is solid, you know, right? Because you got the champion, right? And then um, if they lose, which my champion lost in the first round last year, I had Arizona. Mm. (laughs) Um, If they lose, then I just don't have to pay attention anymore. Right, right. Everything's fine. Yeah, that's, that's the thing about brackets is that if you if if you're wrong, it like doesn't matter. Yeah, and so, I literally never actually root for my bracket. I'm always rooting for upsets and storylines. Like I don't yeah, care. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like the only like the only reason to care about your bracket is if it's like really good. So like late in the process too. Like it has yeah. to be good. And like the elite eight, like you have seven of the eight elite eight picks or something. Yeah. Then I'm like, okay, root for your bracket. Yeah, but like no one cares if your bracket's wrong because everybody's bracket's wrong. Um, okay. Do we have anything else that we want to talk about? Um, do we want to, do we want to keep, do we think I'll just not, not going through game numbers and whatnot, but, uh, warriors over rockets. Do you have, do you guys have thunder over spurs? Okay. Real quick. Give me warriors over rockets in five. I think the rockets would get a game. Yeah. 
I think I mean, the Rockets I, might get two. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think it's totally fair, especially, you know, it, like you said, it's going to be earlier in the process. So maybe they're, mm-hmm. um, yeah, maybe they're a little fresher. And so that yeah. would be a good thing. Um, I'm going to go, I'll give me Thunder and give me Thunder and seven too. I know it's like two sevens in a row, but yeah. like. You know, if it's, it's if it's the Spurs, I agree with you. If it's the Nuggets, which I think it will be, then I think I would I would take the Nuggets. I know they're not the experienced playoff team, but I just think they're solid all around, and they yeah. aren't as prone to going just absolutely frigid like OKC yeah. is. Well, the thing with the Nuggets is that, like, I mean, it's an entirely different thing for it to happen in the playoffs, but, like, if you look, like, first, like, the Nuggets swept the Thunder this year, and, like, in within those games, the th- the Nuggets led for like ninety percent of them. Like the Thunder were just never ahead. Mm-hmm. And to, like to, so to me, that's like that's really that's a ill portent. Mm. Right. But like even again, like it can change in the playoff atmosphere. But yeah, no, I tend to agree. And again, it does uh, not matter because the Warriors are beating whoever they face. So well, yeah, correct. Correct. Man, if the Thunder get to the Western Western Conference Finals after this year, I don't even know. Like, right? That would be a big success. Like, it cer- it certainly would be. Would you feel like this was a good year for the Thunder if that happened? Yeah. I, I would. It's weird I, to say with the se- how the season wrapped up, but I think we have yeah. to take the whole thing into yeah. context, and I think well, like, it would be a success. Yeah. And, like, here's the thing about the end of the season, which is... This is nuts, this fact. But, like, since the All-Star break, the Thunder... Um, Sam, do you know the Thunder's record since the All-Star break? Um, I know... I can't remember. It was 12 and 14 since some point, but I can't yeah. remember if that was All-Star break or what. No, they're 12 and 13 since the All-Star 12 break. And 13. They're almost 500 playing the hardest schedule in the league with Paul George Hurt. And, like, it is... like Because part of it is, like, I mean, we all saw these games, right? We know, like, we absolutely know that, like, the Thunder have been asked to watch since the All-Star break, and it's been frustrating, and we recorded a whole podcast about it, and we were right. Um, but at the same time, like, when you hear that they were almost 500 with Paul George Hart and the hardest schedule in the league, you're like, well, you know, maybe that's maybe that's to be expected. Yeah, I I have a tough time because I I don't like overreacting to playoff success. Um, yeah, I, I know that seems kind of dumb because I, I I just think that the regular season is a better indicator of how good a team is than the playoffs because it's so much of it comes in, in down to matchups. And if Anthony Simons didn't go off in game eighty two, the Thunder might have been a first round exit team. You know, right. but like the fact that, that happened, they have a path to the the um, to the Western Conference Finals. So I don't think you can really overreact to that. And like, I'm not saying like obviously you're not going to blow the Thunder up because there's really no good options in doing that. First of all, and it's not realistic regardless of how it turns out. But um, like, I don't think you consider this as like. I mean, there there are definitely things they're going to have to fix. You know what I mean? And maybe that comes through internal development and everything. And, you know, Terrence Ferguson being a year older will accomplish that. Um, but I 
I just can't get over the fact that you know this team barely finished over the Clippers, who had right. really no star players. You know, Danilo Gallinari ended the season as their best player. You know, they barely finished ahead of the Spurs, which they had a lot of injuries. And their, I mean, their best player was LaMarcus Aldridge and DeMar DeRozan. Like, yikes. Um, and I, I just can't get over the fact that that's where they wound up. And mm-hmm. they couldn't even, like, Paul George, think about all the things that went well for the Thunder this year. Paul George had probably the best stretch of games that he is ever going to have in his career. You know yep. what I mean? I don't think you're ever going to see a better version of Paul George than what we saw this year. And Jeremy Grant just so happened to become an almost 40% three-point shooter this year. What yeah. if next year that reverts to like 35? You know? Mm-hmm. Like, I think there is a lot of regression that can happen to this Thunder team, and that is not really a a positive thing. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And so it's it's kind of just, obviously, I would love to make the West Finals, and I would talk shit about like it'd be great it'd be awesome um to do it again because for a young franchise that would just be an impressive feat you know to get mm-hmm. there well that'd be the fourth time they've been there no the fifth time right yeah well 11 12 and then they did it yeah that would be the fifth time they've been to the western conference finals like that's a really impressive thing you know mm-hmm. but yeah um I don't know. Well, because like so many things went right for the Thunder, but I, I we like we do need to keep a track of all of the things that also went wrong, right? Like Dre never came back, and that sucked um, because not that he like we can't know what he would have been like if he didn't come back, but like him suffering setbacks in his recovery, like it happened. It was a bad thing for the Thunder. Like Abrinus left the team. Um, Paul George and Steven Adams have been hurt. Um, yeah. Russ started the season hurt. Like, like this this team has also struggled. Um, and, like, it, I, th- I feel like we do need to keep that in mind when we evaluate this year. Yeah, and I think that uh, uh, Alex Abrinas, you throw that out there, too. Like, that was... Right, yeah. Um, that's probably something that they did not anticipate. Like I, Like, I think there are some things that went wrong, but I, I don't know if any of them outbalanced Paul George having a borderline MVP type season for, you know, three quarters of the season, you know, like, I think that's going to be tough to replicate. And I think the way that, you know, you can, the only way to really offset that would be for Russ to learn how to shoot. And I just, I don't know if that can happen, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so, yeah, the thunder, finish ninth and adjusted net rating on the year. Yeah. Do you, do you think that's about right? Sure. I mean, it's fine. Like I don't, yeah. it's not, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. Just to me with the guys they have, that's like at the low point where they should be. You yeah. Know? I mean, like you this team going into the season, you would hope, you know, top six, if you think, yeah, right, yeah. Top well, three here, teams. so here are the teams above them. And you guys say, if you think that that team, like you think that the, the Thunder should expect to be below that team, uh, the Bucks are one. Um, yeah, going into the season, I would have thought they would have had a better net rating than the Bucks, but they don't like Giannis might be the best player in the league. So I don't now. Yeah. Obviously, I would expect to be lower. Yeah, Golden State, obviously. 
Um, yeah. Toronto. Yeah, I would. Yeah, for sure. Right. Uh, the well, Jazz. okay. Well, go ahead. I think I would have thought the, the Raptors would finish with a better record, but I think I would have thought going in that the Thunder would be relatively close. Right. Them. Right. You know, but go ahead. Uh, the Jazz. I think we can all say that we that we would yeah, hope Thunder should have been, Thunder should have been would, better than yeah. the Jazz. Yeah. The Rockets. Like I would say that I would expect them to be pretty close. Right. I would expect them. Yeah. And like that's another one where you consider all of the things that happened to the Rockets this year. Right. And the fact that James Harden was good enough to find a way to get them to that point. You know, they were. What was right. that fifth? So he said yeah, fifth in fair. net rating, like that's yeah. pretty damn good. And that is largely due to one guy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Denver, like, I really think the Thunder should be better than Denver. Oh yeah, uh, for sure. And, like they've had yeah. a, and like Denver's had a great season, but like now, uh, the Celtics. That's yeah. I would have had the Celtics ahead of the Thunder. Start same. Yeah. 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 They've so disappointed, those, those, but same. Yeah. Those are the teams above the Thunder in net rating. Yeah, so I mean, maybe had the Thunder, you know, I would think sixth or seventh is probably about right where they should be, and like ninth isn't like far off of that. Like so, yeah, I, don't know. I think I, I think, think the Thunder achieved probably their median outcome this year, right? Yeah, so that's not probably not fair. not a not a great season, not a disappointment. Cause, I mean, where is is Philadelphia at ten right behind them, or what's Philadelphia at? Uh, Philadelphia is at eleventh. Right, uh, so, I mean, that was, I would think that's them. a disappointment in my eyes even though you know better record but right Right. dude i cannot wait to see how this offseason develops with i mean Mm -hmm. the sixers are going to be one of the most interesting teams in the league you know like what happens with jimmy butler and what do they do if they lose you know jimmy butler and they'll probably resign tobias harris but you know it's gonna be fun yeah, and then obviously the Lakers are—they're the team to watch, obviously. But mm-hmm. yeah, did we uh, um, finish finish with our Eastern Conference predictions? I don't think we ever did after the first. No, round. we di- we didn't really touch the Eastern Conference after the first round. Do we want to do that? Yeah, uh, sure. Um, yeah, because obviously the Warriors are going to win the West. Duh, everybody yeah. knows this. Um, so we get um, Bucks. Uh, Bucks. Bucks, probably Celtics. We'll say Bucks, Celtics, yeah, Bucks, Raptors, Celtics Sixers. Or Pacers. Yeah, Raptors, Sixers. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Bucks in seven. I know I'm predicting a lot of seven game series. Yeah. Well, I think but if they, it's the Celtics, I think it takes the Bucks seven. If it's the Pacers, I think the Bucks win in like five. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd, that's fair. I agree with yeah. that. Um. So Raptors, Sixers. Yeah. I think I'm going to go ahead and say, you said Philly and six? Yeah. Yeah, I was. that's literally what I was going to say. What a great podcast. <laughs> I, I just think, yeah, playoffs, rotations are going to be shrinking. The, the yeah, depth the rap- that Toronto has isn't as big of a deal. I think the, yeah. the star power that Philly has puts it together. Right. Yeah. They are, I mean, they are going to have Kawhi. Which is obviously yeah. the best player on the court. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pascal Siakam is great. Um, yeah, I think yeah, they ask why, and then do the Sixers have the three, the next three best, or just the next two best? But then you still have, like, where do you, 
where do you put Lowry in relation to Butler and Tobias? I mean, I think that's all pretty yeah. similar around there. So, I mean, Tobias hasn't yeah. been like incredible since where, he got to Philly, but I think Siakam belongs in this conversation. Okay, and yeah, it's I, not like and like I'm not really. I mean, the what I'm doing here, I haven't watched a ton of Pascal Siakam. I watched him destroy the Thunder multiple times, mm-hmm. um, but like. Some of the guys that I respect most in the league, like Zach Lowe and like all these guys that watch a lot of basketball and know what the hell they're talking about, like guys, they considered putting Pascal Siakam on their all NBA team. Like they considered it like he was that good for them this year. So that means something to me, even though I didn't necessarily see all that much of it, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I think he does deserve to be in the, the conversation, uh, you know, ahead of like maybe Tobias at least, you know? Yeah. I think and it also really depends on how you feel about Jimmy where, Butler. Yeah. yeah. It's really a situation where like Kawhi is the best player. Joel is the second best player. And like the next like six or seven guys are all about the same. Yeah. Or maybe it's more like five or six than six or seven, but right. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's interesting to think about, I but think that, that'll be a good series though. I don't think it'll be a yeah. five-game Philly Boston last year. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Give me Philly and six in that one, which would be uh, the rights to Ricky Sanchez would be amazing if that is how it turned out. Um, and so that makes it Milwaukee Philly in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, give me Milwaukee. In... I'll take Milwaukee in seven. I'll take Milwaukee in. Oh, I want to say five so bad. <laughs> Give me like, Milwaukee in six. Yeah, th- this is my thing about Philly. It's like there's a real chance they just collapse in the playoffs because they haven't been there and they don't they don't have the ability to do it. Like that's which is what happened last year. Like at the end of the day, like well, well, Philly is. A I team mean, who... Milwaukee is the same way though. Right. Like they right. don't have playoff experience. Right. But like. I mean, Giannis took took those teams to seven in the past, and like this right. is a way better team than that. Um, yeah, like I just I'm so worried with Philly in the playoffs because they looked so dumb against the Celtics last year. Like, and I get that a lot of those games were close, but like uh-huh. Ben Simmons scoring no points is like, what are we doing? Right, but they also have Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris now to make it right. possible. Jim, like Ben Simmons might not even have to score. You know, um, I don't know. I, it's tough because like Embiid might just go out and destroy everybody, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, And like the other thing to think about is that like Embiid was so hobbled last year because he had to play in those stupid goggles. Yeah. Yeah. It was bad. It's really bad. Um, okay. But Milwaukee and Golden State in the finals and Golden State wins. I think they win in six. I'll say five. Okay. Uh, yeah, I I would say five, maybe six. If it's six, then Giannis is like very clearly <laughs> Giannis is yeah. NBA Finals MVP in a, a four-two <laughs> Not... loss if it goes six. Yeah, I think that I that might be what I'm predicting. Like, I think Giannis is going to kill it in the playoffs. Um. Okay. Anything else that we want to? I mean, probably not, right? We've talked for a long time. We have. Right. I think we've about covered it. Yeah. All right. Um, well, in that case, 
thanks everybody for listening to this. Um, we'll be back pretty soon, uh, given that the spring game is tomorrow night. Um, be back talking about Oklahoma football. We have we have stuff to say about it finally, so that'll be fun. Um, uh, everybody enjoy the spring game, however you choose to partake of it. Don't expect anything. Like really, don't expect anything. Um, I know everyone's excited to see Jalen, and everyone's excited to see the new defense. Neither of them are going to be displayed at their best, or even in an interesting way. Um, but it's it's football. It's definitely football. Can I just say that it took me a second to realize you were talking about Jalen Hurts. I was thinking Jalen Redmond for a second, and I was like, <laughs> "Why is everybody that excited about Jalen Redmond?" Like, I know because everybody I is excited about Jalen Redmond. He's I know I'm. Home. I'm excited about Jalen Redmond, but I didn't know everybody else was. But okay, I'm with you now. I'm with you. I all love of, that you went to Jalen Redmond before Jalen Hurts. Yeah, That's, absolutely. God, yeah. that is such this all podcast. All I'm going to say about the spring game right now is I might be coming with some Tanner Mordecai hot takes. Oh man, game podcast. Get out of here. Oh, Get out of here. I'm. I'm. Uh, nah. Nah. We're not we'll doing see. this. We'll see. No, we're Weather not doing it. We'll yeah. see how much win there is Friday night, and then remember, I'll, make a, I'll make an assessment. Remember who played better in last year's spring game? Uh, you can't you can't judge any throwing off that one. Right. Okay. Okay. Too much. Too wind. much wind. Got All it. right. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back later. Uh, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, the Google Play Store, or on Podbean. Um, if you enjoy the podcast, leave us a review. Um, or share it with a friend. Um, and you can follow us on Twitter at RWMaxi, at Alex P. Purdy, and at Not That Sam Davis.